Lochner against New York, 1905. These are the facts. The appellant Lochner was convicted and fined $50 for violating a New York statute called the Labor Law, which provided that no employee should be required or permitted to work in a biscuit, bread, or cake bakery or confectionery establishment more than 60 hours in any one week or more than 10 hours in any one day. The case is particularly interesting because it is the earliest and one of the most important in which the Supreme Court invalidated a state law under the liberty of contract phase of the due process clause. And secondly, because it contains Mr. Justice Holmes' vigorous dissenting opinion upholding the validity of such reform laws. The argument by the attorney for the appellant. May it please the court. The statute under which Lochner was convicted is not a reasonable exercise of the police power either from the standpoint of the trade of baking itself or from the standpoint of the decisions of this court interpreting the exercise of police power in connection with the 14th Amendment. Where the ostensible object of an enactment is to secure the public comfort, welfare, or safety, it must appear to be adapted to that end. It cannot invade the rights of persons and property under the guise of police regulation when it is not such in fact. In this case, it was neither contended or proved that the employees of the appellant worked under unsatisfactory or dangerous conditions. If such a contention had been made, there are ample laws in the state of New York to protect workers. Since the statute in question was never intended as a health provision, but purely as a labor law, it is unconstitutional and void. Arguments by the Attorney General of the State of New York for the appellee. May it please the court. The New York statute under consideration involves an exercise of the police power of the state and the conditions existing in the state which may be considered as the occasion for the enactment of the statute were such as to clearly warrant the exercise of the police power. It is unquestionably within the power of the state legislature to decide what laws are necessary to secure the public health, safety, and welfare of its citizens. And the state, in undertaking this regulation, has even a right to safeguard the citizen against his own lack of knowledge. In the present case, the legislature of the state has determined that 60 hours of work per week was dangerous to the health of its citizens. It is not for the courts to decide this question. The appellant was properly convicted. The Opinion of the Court by Mr. Justice Peckham the statute interferes with the right of contract between employer and employees. The general right to make a contract in relation to his business is part of the liberty of the individual protected by the 14th Amendment. The right to purchase or sell labor is part of the liberty protected by the amendment. There are, however, certain powers of each state, termed police powers, that relate to the safety, health, morals, and general welfare of the public. If the contract is one which the state, in the legitimate exercise of its police power, has the right to prohibit, 
it is not protected by the 14th Amendment. Although many statutes dependent upon the police power have been upheld, there is a limit to the valid exercise of the police power by the state. Otherwise, the 14th Amendment would have no efficacy and the legislatures of the states would have unbounded power. Any legislation enacted to conserve the morals, the health or safety of the people would be valid no matter how without foundation the claim might be. In every case, the question arises, is this a fair, reasonable and appropriate exercise of the police power? Or is it an unreasonable, unnecessary, and arbitrary interference with personal liberty or the right to enter contracts in relation to labor? The question of whether this act is valid as a labor law may be dismissed in a few words. It involves neither the safety, the morals, nor the welfare of the public, and the interest of the public is not in the slightest degree affected. The law must be upheld, if at all, as a law pertaining to the health of the individual engaged in the occupation of Baker. We think the limits of the police power have been passed in this case. Nor is there reasonable foundation for holding this to be a necessary or appropriate law to safeguard the health of the Bakers. The trade of Baker is not an unhealthy one to the degree which authorizes the legislature to interfere with the right to labor and with the right of free contract of the individual. There is no occupation which might not come under the power of the legislature to supervise and control the hours of work therein if the fact that the occupation is not perfectly healthy is to confer that right upon the legislature. No trade, no occupation, no mode of earning one's living could escape this all-pervading power. The real purpose of the law was to regulate the hours of labor between a master and his employees in private business, not dangerous in any substantial degree to the health of the employees. Under such circumstances, the freedom of master and employee to contract with each other in relation to their employment cannot be prohibited or interfered with without violating the federal constitution. The judgment of the Court of Appeals of New York is reversed and the case remanded to the county court for further proceedings not inconsistent with this opinion. A dissenting opinion by Mr. Justice Holmes. I regret sincerely that I am unable to agree with the judgment in this case and I think it my duty to express my dissent. This case is decided upon an economic theory which a large part of the country does not entertain. If it were a question whether I agreed with that theory, I should desire to study it further and long before making up my mind. But I do not conceive that to be my duty, because I strongly believe that my agreement or disagreement has nothing to do with the right of a majority to embody their opinions in law. It is settled by various decisions of this court that state constitutions and state laws may regulate life in many ways which we, as legislators, might think as injudicious, or, if you like, as tyrannical as this, and which equally with this interfere with the liberty to contract.
Sunday laws and usury laws are ancient examples. A more modern one is the prohibition of lotteries. The liberty of the citizen to do as he likes, so long as he does not interfere with the liberty of others to do the same, which has been a shibboleth for some well-known writers, is interfered with by school laws, the post office, and by every state or municipal institution which takes his money for purposes thought desirable, whether he likes it or not. General propositions do not decide concrete cases. The decision will depend on a judgment or intuition more subtle than any articulate major premise. I think that the word liberty in the 14th Amendment is perverted when it is held to prevent the natural outcome of a dominant opinion, unless it can be said that a rational and fair man necessarily would admit that the statute proposed would infringe fundamental principles as they have been understood by the traditions of our people and our law. It does not need research to show that no such sweeping condemnation can be passed upon the statute before us.